Welcome to the Fertility Warriors podcast, a place for women struggling to conceive to find emotional support, conception advice, and real talk. To me, being a warrior means true glory is in rising every time we fall, having the courage to be afraid, and being ready for whatever challenges cross our path. So welcome, warrior. You're on your way. I promise to support and guide you on every single episode. Let's begin. today's episode to Teresa. Teresa was a member of our membership. I'm no longer running the membership just because I'm so passionate about the Fertility Warrior Intensive and Teresa is a member of that as well. And you know, I've chatted with Teresa a number of times over her journey and it's actually quite I try to be quite high touch in my programs. We've chatted a number of times through the monthly Q&A calls and via email, but I was shocked to discover that there were a number of tests that Teresa's fertility clinic didn't run for her. And in all honesty, I felt like these tests were just run at the vast majority of clinics. And so in, I guess, tribute to Teresa for bringing this to light, that not all fertility clinics run the exact same tests and that there are some tests that, in fact, probably quite a lot of them don't run that you that may be like make or break of your fertility, right? That I want to share with you some of the tests that you might be missing on your journey. If you have done a few cycles on your journey and things are just not working out, then definitely go and investigate whether or not you need some additional testing done. If you have infertility, if you're over 35 and you've been trying for more than six months, or if you are trying and you are under 35 for more than a year, something's going on, right? Something ain't right. Yes, it could just be timing, but you want to go and get tested. Don't be one of these people who waits for eight years and then goes and gets testing done, okay? I really firmly believe that you can be more fertile in your 40s than you can be when you were 30. However, we don't want to wait for years and years because I also like I don't think that a month is going to make a difference. But yes, years might make a difference to your fertility. So it doesn't mean that you have to go straight into IVF. So I have an episode that I recorded last year where I talked about, you know, what if you don't want to do IVF? No, when you go to a fertility clinic or something like that, you are not automatically pushed into IVF. There's a lot of things and a lot of time that goes by before you get to that stage, okay? Lots of things happen in between. And one of the most important things that happens is testing. And there's, you know, like a barrage of normal tests that everyone runs, but there's, you know, a number of tests that possibly not everyone runs. And if you have a failed cycle, I would expect your clinic to run more tests. After a year of being at your clinic, there are some tests that your clinic may wish to repeat circumstances can change. My circumstance changed. I developed an autoimmune uh, quirk. So definitely things can change. Some of these tests are not like readily provided by a fertility specialist. They're provided by other, um, I guess, practitioners who help. But if you're at the end of your tether, 
then I'd probably recommend looking into them. Uh, so in the podcast, I'm going to share a little bit about some other tests that are outside the fertility clinic realm as well. And I just have no doubt that today's episode is going to be super helpful for so many of you. Because as I say, if you have infertility and if things aren't working, you know, I want you to feel empowered and powerful in asking for tests and also in seeking second opinions. Let me say this just a little louder for the people in the back of the room. If you are at a fertility clinic, you are a paying customer. You can ask whatever questions you like. You have every right to question things. You have every right to request tests. And you have every right to also seek a second opinion before forking out tens of thousands of dollars on IVF, okay? So you have this within your realm to ask a number of questions, whatever questions you want to ask, okay? You're the customer. You're very powerful, okay? Don't let them, like, strip you of your power. You're the one paying the bills, right? Or even if it's through insurance, they're still getting paid because you are the one sitting right in front of them, okay? So write a list uh, and then ask the question. Doesn't it ever hurt to ask the question at your fertility clinic, whether it's something is worth pursuing? If you're not happy with the answer, go get a second opinion. So the first test that I want to talk about is a test called DNA fragmentation. So this is a test that your husband would take. It's pretty much the only test that I'm going to talk about for husbands. And there's definitely the potential for there to be more tests that people don't readily run. But these are the ones that I know about. So DNA fragmentation. So usually when they test sperm, they'll test like um, morphology and motility and things like that. But a lot of clinics actually miss a test called DNA fragmentation. And basically what that means is if you think of what a sperm looks like, it looks like a little tadpole. The head part of the sperm is where the DNA is. Sperm is actually one of the smallest, I don't know what they call it, like smallest, not cells, smallest organs or something in the body. It's like the smallest one. And eggs, what we have, follicles, are actually one of the largest. Fun fact. But anyway, think of that DNA having to get crammed into the head of a sperm, right? It has to get crammed in really fucking tight. And sometimes that goes awry, especially when there are certain, especially lifestyle factors that are going on with men. And so this is a test that you definitely want to run because this figure varies in many places, but they used to say that 27%. If your DNA fragmentation was above 27%, that then it would mean that there were issues with the sperm and it's unlikely that you would conceive. So we had issues with DNA fragmentation. My husband got it under control, but we still went to ICSI anyway. And so ICSI is one step further than IVF. So instead of them putting the egg and putting the sperm in the petri dish and being like, have a spa party and get together, what they do is they actually get a good sperm and then inject it into the egg. So they do the fertilization as well. That's ICSI. So when you have DNA fragmentation, you might be doing all the IVF cycles you want to do or all the IUIs, but you ain't going to get anywhere because you've got DNA fragmentation, okay, or issues with DNA fragmentation. So it's something that you can definitely improve naturally in most circumstances. There's definitely reasons why it might be a fixed thing, but if you don't know, then you don't know. So the next thing, and this is relevant to my situation as well, is get your ANA levels tested as well as like natural killer cells. So this is a marker that your immune system 
is switched on. And so this is what happened with me. They tested it when I first went to the clinic. After I'd been there a year, I actually went to a GP. I didn't ask my GP to run this test. I asked her to test my iron levels and things like that because I had gone vegan in my journey. And it turned out that my immune system was raging. And so an ANA test can't tell you what immune condition you have. It can sometimes even just mean that your, I don't know, immune system is raging for no reason and you could just live like that for the rest of your life. It could mean that you're just fighting a cold or the flu or something like that, but then they retest it. That's why they retest it is to check if that's what the case is. And it basically means that there's an immune system thing going on. You could have the perfect sperm, you could be doing ICSI, all the things, but your immune system would essentially, I guess, be recognizing that your embryo is like a foreign body and attacking it. So what's the point of going through like, you know, all of this cost and things like that, if that's going to happen anyway. So you really want to make sure that, you know, you don't have immune issues as a woman and that you are not essentially sabotaging your chances. And there's medications that you can take. So I took aspirin and prednisolone and both times when I've been on aspirin and prednisolone are the two times that I have conceived my babies. Uh, so the other thing that you might want to check is a thyroid full cell count. So this is something that you might talk with further if you are seeing a naturopath already, although I'm sure they've already discussed it. But doctors, like whether it's your general practitioner, whether it's your OBGYN, whether it's your reproductive endocrinologist, they'll often do a thyroid test of some description because when there's issues with your thyroid, there's issues with your fertility. And I do think that sometimes we test in the normal range, especially for thyroid issues, but that optimal range and normal range, like acceptable range are obviously two very different things. So there are still things that you could probably do naturally. However, they often only run like one test and there's actually about four tests for thyroid. So like TSH levels, T3 levels, T4 levels, and that can sometimes indicate different things that are going on but often they only run like one test. Why do they do that? Um, and it's the same with iron levels as well, actually, is that sometimes they'll just test like one level of your iron, but there could actually be things going on with your iron level stores and stuff like that. So if you are getting a thyroid test, make sure it's a full thyroid test to check what could be going on there. The next test, so what are we up to? Number four, the fourth test is MTFHR. So this is where your body, and they reckon that like something like 50% of people have this, so I don't have this, but this is where something goes on that your body doesn't absorb folate. You could skip this test and just make sure that you are using a supplement that is optimized for MTFHR. However, you will have problems conceiving if you have an issue and are just taking a folic acid supplement. So interesting distinction there, um, but an MTFHR test is something you might want to consider. The next test, which I think many of us get, but not everyone, is an HSG. So a histosalpingogram is a test that they do. I actually found it quite painful. Some people don't find it very painful at all, where you kind of lay on an x-ray table. They shoot some stuff up there that helps them take an x-ray to see if your fallopian tubes are blocked. Okay. So 
you might have blocked fallopian tubes. So, you know, if you're going through IVF, it doesn't matter. But if you are about to do an IUI cycle or just a medicated cycle uh, and you have blocked fallopian tubes, I mean, some uh, insurance companies will ask you to do about nine IUI cycles before they will cover you for IVF. But you don't want to be sitting doing all of these IUI cycles, which is months of heartache, if you have blocked fallopian tubes uh, and, you know, it like eggs can't get out anyway. So if you haven't had an HSG test, then please go and ask for one. The next two tests, so you might be in the realm of IVF and ICSI and just nothing uh, is working and you're like, fuck this, I don't want to spend another $10,000, something is going on. And, you know, if you are in the realm of unexplained infertility, I would absolutely recommend that you go and see someone else who can run some additional tests on you. And the people, lately the people who I see that do a lot of this kind of stuff are people called functional medicine practitioners. So you may have heard of Monica from Finding Fertility or Sarah from Fab Fertile. There's lots of functional medicine practitioners out there. But one of the things, I guess one of the things that they focus on at their core is that there is no such thing as unexplained infertility and it's not cheap like I mean it's well that said it's a fraction of the cost of IVF Um, but they will run a gamut of tests on you they'll run food intolerance tests and the other tests that they'll sometimes run is like parasite tests that you might have all of these other things going on in your body and that might be the reason why you're not conceiving. If I had my time again, you best believe I probably would have gone to see a functional medicine practitioner because I, well, number one, I love tests because I love figuring out what's wrong or what's going on. But also, you know, I would have really loved to have, I guess, found out exactly what was going on. And if I could have avoided additional IVF cycles, that obviously would have been to my benefit um, because, you know, that I don't think people talk enough about the risks of IVF. I've now had a hysterectomy, which was because of uterine atony, uh, which may have may or may not have been part of having placenta previa, which was a result of so many people poking around in my insides, which, I mean, it's all fine. I'm su- I've got my two miracle babies and I'm happy about it. However, I think we often discount or we often think that fertility clinics are the be-all and end-all and the only option we have. And I want you to know that there are other options out there and that there are other options for tests, whether that be through your fertility clinic or through people like functional medicine practitioners that can be run, that can help you get closer to an answer and then therefore closer to a solution as to why you might not be falling pregnant. My hope is that, number one, emotionally, you never feel the way that I feel. But my hope is also that you meet your miracle baby sooner rather than later. So if you are out there waiting to fall pregnant, I'm sending you so much love on this journey. Um, But I'll repeat these tests again in case you want to write them down. So number one is, and we're at about 15 minutes now. So if, you, if you're like on a walk right now or something like that and you're like, oh, I'm going to have to listen to this later, you want to get to about 15 minutes <laughs> and that this is where I'm going to repeat the list so that you can write it down, okay? So 
The number one test that I said, which is a test for your husband or partner, is a DNA fragmentation test. So it's a DNA fragmentation test. The other test is an ANA test, so anti-nuclear antibodies and natural killer cells. So that's checking your immune system isn't switched on. The next is to go through a full thyroid test uh, that tests like TSH as well as T3, as well as T4. There's like four things that they can test in your thyroid and often they only test one. Ditto with iron. You can get all four elements of your iron tested. MTFHR test. So that's MTFHR. And that's testing whether your body is able to synthesize vitamin B properly. An HSG test. So that's a histocalpingogram. Everybody just calls it an HSG because that's a real tongue twister. That's checking if your fallopian tubes are open or blocked. Uh, and then the next ones, and you would go to see a functional medicine practitioner to discuss these ones would be like food intolerances and also parasites. They will also, they do things like stool tests. They test all sorts of things. Um, even if you go to see, you will notice on a few of my podcasts and things like that, I have a nutritionist called Jo Atkinson. She even does like these DNA tests and things like that as well. Um, so there's all sorts of different tests that people who practice a more holistic approach can run for you. And I would definitely recommend that if you have had a number of failed cycles, that you go ahead and investigate those other options. Lastly, remember, you are a paying client, girl. You are very powerful and you have got this. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. Come and DM me on Instagram if you end up having an aha moment from this or if you end up getting a test and having like a aha pinpoint something wasn't happening uh, because I would hate for you to be like Teresa and have like so many chats with me and then, you know, I didn't ask the question. We discovered that this was going on. We want to find out what's going on because we want to get you pregnant as soon as possible. Thank you for listening and make sure you subscribe. I'll talk to you next time. Okay, warrior, I need to ask you a huge favor. Did you know that the Fertility Warriors podcast comes out every Wednesday? So why not subscribe so that you get notified of future episodes? But also, if you liked this episode, and especially if you're a long-term listener, you would make my day if you would jump into your podcast player and leave me a written review. Seriously, I live for these. But more importantly, they tell the podcast gods that this podcast is helpful so that they can send it out to more people and you can help me help others in the process. I would be ever so grateful for a podcast review. But lastly, Warrior, I need to also let you know, I am not a doctor or a dietitian or a financial advisor. I'm me. And the information in this podcast is for information and inspirational purposes only, based on my own experiences. So please don't substitute the information you hear on the Fertility Warriors podcast for professional advice. And know that girl, in the world of trying to conceive, there are no guaranteed pregnancy or other outcomes. Please check out my website, robinburkin.com, if you would like to read my full terms and conditions.